Welcome to Positive Player. I'm Josh. I'm Matt. Welcome to the first show of 2023. I am already sick Happy of people telling. Wait, this is the 10th of January. I'm already sick of people telling me this year or hearing the phrase "30 this year, 30 this year, 30 this year." Josh, <laughs> nice that we're back after our winter break, our Christmas and New Year time off um, that we were supposed to record last week, but we didn't have time. <laughs> <laughs> this is true often the case um i also came was in littleborough for quite a while on christmas new year didn't see you <laughs> <laughs> what was i doing christmas i dreaming like just over the ta- over the period or actually on those days just over the period no. yeah both. no um busy so... time for doing nothing christmas and new year the one thing I've, I think I've realised about Christmas and New Year is that everyone pretty much has the same experience. On if you're a certain age on Christmas Eve, or definitely in England, this must be like universal. Like, so you go back to like your hometown or home village on Christmas Eve, like stay at your parents or something, but go out on Christmas Eve night in your old village and like see a lot of people that are from there, like. This is a pretty universal experience because, like, I saw loads of people like putting pictures on of like being like, oh, in the, in the pub, like you know, for Christmas Eve and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did as well. I went out in like Little Bird on Christmas Eve. God, I hated it. <laughs> 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 like taking away like seeing friends and all that sort of stuff. Like we went in one uh, establishment, the um, Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and like I don't know if it's because like being in city centre Manchester I think the the bar for the bar for bars <laughs> but like yeah it's quite high like and it, you really notice when you go to like these pubs so like we went in one place the big light were on for a start which is a no nice Um, there was karaoke at one end and I went and I was like, oh my God, like it feels to me, karaoke is something that happens at like four o'clock in the morning if you're still out. Well, maybe not that late, but yeah. Um, the other side, there's like a pool table and there's just like a bunch of people just at red. And I'm just like, wow. I know I'm just that, that, that description doesn't make it sound terrible. But then I'm looking around. I go up to, a, so we're sort of stood at a table and there's a, there's a picture on the wall in a frame. I have a look at thinking that looks a bit weird until I realized. It wasn't a picture in the frame. It was the frame bought with the stock image still inside it with the dimensions of the picture written below stuck on the wall. So they bought a frame, (laughs) not taken out that, you know, that little insert that you get that just displays this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd not taken that out. Just put it on the wall. (laughs) So they had a picture. So they they had enough, like, kind of, uh, what's the word, like, They'd realised, oh, we need stuff on the wall. We need some kind of decoration, but no idea what to actually decorate with. So they just decorated it with the frame. Fucking hell! <laughs> and so Was it like, the chef? No. And then, no, 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 no. Like then late, late. Um, I was having another look around, and um, the what's it called? There's like a trophy cabinet with that they've been painted white, but they'd put up like electrical tape, you know, on like the corner of like the window to like where the wood is and painted it and not taken yeah. the electrical tape off. <laughs> so <laughs> there was like obviously like, the wood was painted white, 
And then there was like the blue electrical tape on the glass that was still there with like bits of white paint on all the way. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, what is going on? That's some of the worst karaoke like I've ever heard in my life. Like I'd been a hater for this place. I uh but it was that kind of car- like it was that kind of karaoke that it was a free-for-all. So I think if you requested a song, that didn't mean that you got the microphone for that song because it was that much of a free-for-all. There was no stage. So it was yeah. just a lot of people stood in front of a screen just kind of like chanting <laughs> along to the song, not even singing it. Like it was it was weird. And then like uh, there was one point where we were somewhere else and like I was talking with, like, with a mate and like, we're both the same age by four days. And we was I sort of I was like, oh, I'm gonna go home in a bit. Um, I'm not staying there much later. And he goes, God, it's uh, it's loud in here, isn't it? And I was like, Yeah, it's too loud in here. And he was like, oh, I thought we're just getting old, but no, it is loud in here. <laughs> we are just getting old. It's like it's too loud. Turn it down. I'm going home at a reasonable time. <laughs> you know what I don't understand about getting old, um, <laughs> is. That as you get older, your hearing gets worse, but yet you become you seem to become more sensitive to yeah, something being true. too loud, which is weird, isn't it? That is true. Um, I say that, but then I did get I got in last night at four, so yeah, nice. I'm pretty. It's, it's, I mean, you know, we're talking about the uh, aging, but I've been out since four p.m. Got home at four a.m. No hangover. Nice. Oh yeah, and he's like, and he said, like, do that free frame graph graphic where I stop, and then like those sunglasses slide on my head, and it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> um. Have we got any nineteen seventy five news to cover? Oh, well, Caroline has a, an official video. The UK tour started last night. Oh um, yeah, it did. So let's. Uh, well, really, let's have a look at the. Let's have a look at the set list for it. See if anything surprising came up. Um, wow, it's not even if I if I type setlist.fm, it doesn't even recommend the homepage, it just recommends the nineteen seventy-five. Uh okay, we're back to some notes. Um, all I need to hear. A song interrupted and restarted in the middle by crew choreography. There you go. Uh Two time. Nice. Uh, the note underneath is "Don't like Tories." Uh, a change oh, okay. of heart. Okay, he must have said that through the uh, auto tune. A change of heart was voted over. Sorry, a change of heart was played, which was voted for over Paris by the audience. So I, thought, I think that's a tough one. Oh, I think that is a tough one. I think. Hmm, that is a tough one. I don't know what I'd say. No, I don't either. I think I'd lean more toward Paris, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think I would go with Paris as well. After we've just said we'd struggle, we're both quite quickly decided we'd pick Paris. Oh, wait, wait I was wrong. It started on Sunday. Um, the I said the Brighton show, not as a no notes really on here. It seems like a pretty tame one in relation to uh, previous ones. Uh, And tonight in uh, Exeter. I can't imagine Exeter having a venue 
big enough. It looks pretty big. It's looking a bit bigger than the Academy, I think. Still, that's a really good venue to see him in in the UK, actually, because everything else is definitely going to be like a proper arena. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that'll be a cool show. It looks like a cool venue. Speaking yeah. of the most middle of nowhere venue, though, has to be that one in Ireland that Harry Styles is playing this year or next year. I think it's a castle, and it's like an absolute nightmare to get to and from. I don't even know why anyone would choose it as a venue. But uh, it's not Slane Castle, is it? Could be. I don't know. I just remember the Midnight Memories lasses talking about it, and I Googled it, and I'm like... Yeah, that's a shit place to hold an event. I'm yeah. saying that. I'm not being it might be a fantastic place, but logistically, not great. Slane Castle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I know that because you two did a big show there once. Shall we get into the show? Oh, at first, I know we've not um it's not like it's it's different when it's not three of us, so this isn't really a feature. But the what have you been listening to feature? Have you heard of a band called Cut Copy? I've not. Right. Well, you, I think you'd probably like that. Nah, probably not. I think you'd like him anyway. But so I'm on like this Spotify at work the other day, and um, I was like just going through some stuff, queuing some songs, uh, and these came like it came up on like a suggestion, like a song radio or something, and mm. I saw the so I'd never heard of them. And I saw the cover for the album Bright Like Neon Love, right? And I yeah. was looked at the album artwork and I was like, there is no way, wait, this is obviously going to be good just based on the album artwork. Oh, yeah, that's nice. So um, Google it, have a look. Um, and I was right. They are really good. 2004, that is, I think it's like... Mentally, I've hung enough like 42 million plays and I've just never heard of them. Yeah, what's it got? Oh, I got a new phone over Christmas as well, so I don't have the, uh, what's it called? The broken bit in the top corner. I was about to ask because I don't remember you having that phone that's the same as this one, <laughs> but white. Is it a phone? I don't know what it is. It could be, yeah, I don't, I don't bloody know. So I, I got it in the shop and they were like, I was just like, yeah, I don't know, phone shopping like now. When you were like, when we were, what, when I would like be 11, 12, so you'd be a bit older, like, you would think about what phone you were getting, because I felt like there was such a, like, a variety in, like, the different models. Oh, yeah. Like, you had some weird ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had that tiny one, then you had the, the, is it a sharp flip phone? Yeah, uh, the David Beckham endorsed one. You had the Vodafone, um, that O2 one. Yeah, oh, it was shite that the uh, the the software couldn't keep up. Sorry, the hardware couldn't keep up with the software. Yeah, you had so it just work. crashed all the time. But like, so like, again, like a new because I I remember like the long line of phones I had. Like I had um like the Sony Ericsson where you slid the thing back and it was like a it was a two megapixel camera. Like, um, I had which I left on the field once. I had. <laughs> The first phone I had was properly was that Nokia one where the buttons were like, um, there were like two buttons together and you could take off the back and you could put your own. Yeah, I remember that. 
background. I, you know what? I I, th- I actually think about that phone quite a lot. Huh. Not a lot, but more than you would probably suspect. It, it, it's just like it's just had a lasting impression on me because I remember having a torch on it, which was quite new for a phone. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. I had like I had another flip phone. I had I had that Motorola. Like I've like we've had some insane phones and like oh, I had I had that I had a really I had like a, for the time of this Nokia flip phone right it was pretty good N95 no no this is after that because the N95 broke I yeah the N95 that slid both ways I think it was after the N95 because that broke for some reason I don't know I couldn't look after stuff so I had this other like Nokia flip phone and. No, it was a sliding phone. That was it. It was a sliding phone. And on a break at sixth form, we were all going to the chippy, and I was running there, taking the piss, being like, I'm going to be first there. I'm going to get fish and chips before everyone. Uh, And as I was doing this and shouting it, my phone flew out of my blazer pocket (laughs) onto the road and then got ran over. (laughs) So it was destroyed. And then I got, um, like, a, a proper, like, a... um. Like for the time, it'd have been like 30 quid, like a Nokia with no features at all, apart from if you pressed one button down, the torch came on the bottom. And that was the only feature. Nice. But what I'm saying is now, like I went into the, like, the Apple shop to get the phone and I stood there. I just went over to the desk where the phones were, just looked at them briefly and went, yeah, that one. Like, I don't need the Pro, just a 14. Like, and there was yeah. no, and then she was like, what color do you want? And she, I was like, what is the? And she was like, listen, I was like, yeah, white's fine. And that was it. That was the extent of yeah. it. Just, no, it's just taking all like choice out of it. Yeah. It's like, what colour do you want? It doesn't matter. I'm just going to put a case on Exactly, it. yeah, yeah. So, the, the, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. My choice of, this is supposed to be purple. I don't know if you, it looks black on the thing. I don't, you can kind of see. No, it it's got a slight purple tinge to it, I would say. Um. But yeah, that like yeah, what colours what colours your case is more important than what colours the phone. But even then, like <laughs> but yeah. I was just thinking like, well, yeah, but we I reckon that at some point in our life we've just been Googling different mobiles to get. Because that's what it used to be. <laughs> now it's just I know I'm getting the new iPhone. I will walk into the shop yeah. and be like, Yes, that one is fine, and then just buy it. Yeah, I feel like we've just reached that a plateau of phones where the increments of improvement are so marginal yeah yeah, it just don't matter but yeah and like the days of the n-gauge or even before that do you remember there was like nokia did that one that was like it wasn't quite square but it was almost square just really weird buttons around like the outside yeah yeah that was yeah what was that about if tim apple's listening we want those days back please i remember like um, my cousin um, Louise had a phone where this was so early. You the camera was a separate attachment, and you plugged the camera in the bottom, right? And like you held it like this, and like pressed mm. the button on top, like it was an actual like camera, and then like the picture went into the phone's memory. Like that, that was like must be like two thousand and one or something along those lines. Yeah. Um. And then I remember the first time that uh, when I got my like camera phone and my mum went to take a picture and she held it up like this. I remember <laughs> that. Nice. 
<laughs> Do you remember as well, like the shutter speed on it was absolutely terrible at first. You had to hold him really still, yeah. otherwise it'd be blurry. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I'd love to have all the. I reckon I've got like some somewhere. I I must have some old phones that have still made it. Oh, my my mum had my mum used to have a phone that like it was another Nokia, and it was like. It had four lights on the outside, so it would ring and the lights would flash. Do you remember that? No, right. No. They were like four, like, and they had like rubber over the top, and they were like different. This is the 1975 podcast. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for everyone for listening to the show. We are at the 1975 pod on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to email us, you can at pauseitplayerpod at gmail.com. Um, that's have we got anything that we need to discuss? Thanks for coming back after the winter break. Sorry, we weren't here last week, but as is a scheduling issue, scheduling conflicts. Um, this week we are talking about human two. Considering me looking through you, thinking it was something I used to do. A sequel to being <laughs> the human state we are currently in. <laughs> human to Judgment Day. <laughs> um, human to Cruise Control. Back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, uh, this. Hmm. I don't. I think this song's alright. I think. I think it it's is. Alright. It's alright. It's without a doubt it's the weakest song on the album. Like, but that it's a great album, so it's not yeah. particularly a reflection on the song to say it's the weakest on the album. But I think it's a grower. <clears throat> I think the more I've listened to it just today, while I've been doing my uh, pre-podcast revision, due diligence, the more I've enjoyed it. Exactly, and as is always the case with music, you have to give it a listen with headphones because yeah. it's just a better experience. I think um, I agree with that. I think the overall production quality of this album, um, I think there's a lot to be gained on this song from listening with headphones. Um, I think... Like there's there's just just like the quality of instrument sounds is really nice. Like, but then just the way that the song is kind of produced in the obviously like the bass line is running throughout, and you've got like the piano and that sort of stuff. But then like there'll be like guitar or like come in for a bit, do some like like little guitar stuff. You'll have the same with like the sax and like other like little like kind of um, like atmospheric stuff. I think it's it's produced really nice. The the I say the problem I have with this song, like again, relatively amazing production, really strong album. I think the verses are pretty good, and there's some lines that I really like. I just think it's a weak chorus. Oh yeah, it is a weak chorus. I feel like um, I've recently discovered a YouTube channel called Great Art Explained, right? And I feel like the analogy I'm going to come up with. Ignore that. Yeah, so this is the analogy I come up with. So the Mona Lisa, incredibly famous painting. 
Um, and there are 30 layers of paint in some respect. No, it's not paint exactly, but there's 30 layers of production to it, if you get what I mean. Yeah. And those 30 layers make up the depth of half the width of a human hair. That's how precise and good Leonardo da Vinci's brush strokes were. Wow. But I don't care about the Mona Lisa. <laughs> yeah, am I I it just I, I find it more interesting to know that that's how talented he is or was. But I still don't look at the end piece of work and feel that much for it. I'm not that bothered. And I feel like that's probably how I feel about this. You go I can see the talents there, but there's nothing about it that really gets me excited. I think in a kind of um, a different way to... There's some songs on notes that I think would be similar in the extent where they... You listen, if you do like a headphones listen, you're like, this is really well produced. This is really like, it's interesting to listen to as someone who is interested in music production. Mm-hmm. Like, but then you're right. If if you're just driving along in your car and it comes on shuffle, you're probably going to skip it. Like, because unless you take the time to kind of listen to what I think is appealing about it, which are the production elements, I don't think there's loads there. No. I actually think this is a good driving song because it's not interesting enough to distract me from driving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sex comes on you're not skipping it but maybe you should because no. I might crash while the air drumming no, I'll get a speeding ticket <laughs> yeah yeah I, ah, it's though the amount of times I've heard the album now this hasn't grown on me I think the I can't get over that I just don't think it's just the I just, just, I don't like anything about the chorus. <laughs> that sounds really no, harsh. The chorus, is, the chorus is just a bit weak. And I know that's kind of like not a theme of the album, but um, he's, he's already addressed it, hasn't he? That, or has he addressed it? I know he's definitely said, like, lyrically, he doesn't need to be pretentious anymore. He just wants to be yeah. black and white. Yeah, the chorus is just lacking. Even when he's when he's being black and white and when he's doing things like this, he's clever. Mm. To me, this chorus it's not clever. It's a bit. It's it it sort of oh, it kind of strays into a bit cliche. I think, which is something that so isn't them. I think. And even like when they've done things that are kind of like not parody, but like a bit more like two time is a really pop dance song, but like it's almost like it's so it's it's a bit self aware, I think, two time like Yeah, it's a bit of a piss take, isn't it really? Um like it, yeah, like I don't know if this is that uh, and if it is that, is this the like best way to to do it in a song like this. Um, 
I think there's a lot to like about it when you listen to the whole thing, but I I just can't. I'm almost surprised that that's a chorus they came out with. Like I didn't think it was, and it's and it's going to be an anomaly, I think, because and it's an anomaly on this album because some of the lyrical stuff I think is the best they've ever like Matty's ever written. Um, just interestingly with this though, when we're talking about the lyrical content, um, this has the most co-writers I've seen on the 1975 song um, so obviously like Matty and George are on there um, but then the other co-writers that was great feeling for time by me uh, Benjamin Francis Lefwich oh no way Jamie Squire and Jimmy Hogarth who has written on a song in this album as well yeah, I'm going to say I recognise that name but I don't know if it's just I actually recognise it. I always just got one of those things that you go, I feel like I probably went to school with him. <laughs> um, oh, that happened to me that someone was, uh, someone came into work and she went, oh, I went to school with you. Yeah, it's Josh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, hello. In my head, I'm going, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> Did you ever find out who it was? Nope. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't Amanda, was it? <laughs> you think she'd have spoken? <laughs> Shout out. There you go. That's a very specific reference for people in my school year. Um, <laughs> and, and you from your school year is actually listening. I hope so. Um, <laughs> so I wonder if it's a case of like maybe too many cooks. Like maybe. Five songwriters, five individual songwriters, like depending what they all contributed, maybe it's something where the, all their ideas have just got a bit diluted and it's just come up with something like this. Yeah, like uh, as uh, Dan likes to say, a camel is a horse designed by a committee. Um, but I feel like it should have gone the other way. I think with that many songwriters, surely none of them were happy with that chorus. Like, if it was just one person writing it and it's like, I've exhausted all my ideas, this is the chorus, so be it. But it's not. It's five people. You say five people? Yeah. So I feel like one of them should have gone, hold up. We've got to do better than this. Yeah. I think it's it's weird as well because like all the people previously mentioned are all great songwriters. Like I think even this album, like Jamie Squire's contribution is all I need to hear. I think it was that's a brilliant song that's really well written. Like mm-hmm. that I don't know, like if you're comparing it to all I need to hear, all I need to hear, like like we said, it's a real style. They've written it in a specific way. And like that's not the most the lyrics aren't the cleverest that he's ever been but the that doesn't need to be because they're really trying to go for something well with this I just don't really get what it sort of is no <clears throat> I feel like you could you could probably strip the vocals away shorten it by a, a couple of phrases musically um, I just have it as a nice interlude. Mm. 
But big, uh, big Jimmy Hogarth uh, has got some big credits to his name. You know, like who he's worked with, Amy yeah. Winehouse, mm. Sia, Duffy. Who? But not like she. Duffy is a bit of a who, but she was massive on her album. She was, and that album was really good. Yeah, well, Mercy was this big tune. Rock Ferry? Was it? Yeah, it was called Rock Ferry. I've just read that on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, yes, maybe it just is a case of that maybe too many ideas getting a bit crossed over, and then you come up with something that is kind of mid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think, listening to it, though, like, there's a bit of... Uh, there's a bit of if I believe you about it, but yeah, I know what you mean. Just in, musically, that is. But then I yeah. also feel it's it could be like I could imagine this being on like the end of a brief inquiry as well. You know, like where it's like surrounded by heads and bodies. Mine mm. couldn't be more in love. That kind of place on the album, I could imagine it taking. Um, I just wonder if there is a looking at themes is if they get to towards the end of the album and you do get a bit of a boring one like you do need peaks and troughs we've yeah. covered this before yeah. so I don't know if it's even like an intentional thing where they go right we need a trough now yeah, I think it was you that said. Um, oh, one sec, let me just let me slip into something more comfortable. <laughs> um, I think. Well, I mean, asked was it you that said? Of course, this obviously would have been you that I had this conversation with. But um, <laughs> you said that a DJ once told you that you can't play banger after banger. Every four songs, you've got to slip in something that sort of like is a bit more subdued or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's in a uh, yeah. So this guy read it in a book. I can't. I, I think I don't care what the book was called, but it's kind of like a, a dummy's guide to DJing. And yeah, in that it says, you know, you you need the peaks and troughs so that the the peaks feel more peaky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the peaks are higher. Yeah, um, that's it. And the so, same applies to life. Maybe you need the ups and downs. Maybe, um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'll consider it. Like, yeah, I'm sure it is considered in terms of the album track listing in the order. I think being either side of um, "Winter in" and "About You" as well. I think real. Like Winter is fantastic, isn't it? But like that's kind of like faster paced, you know, that kind of really long form, specific, descriptive ideas in the lyrics and things like that. About you is like a bit of an epic, like it's intense about you. Um, yeah. So I am. Oh my god! No way! I've what? Okay, trail forward to next week, but I've just seen one of the people who produced about you, and that I can't wait to discuss that. Um, so 
But I don't know. Does I don't know if I don't know if I think it suffers because of what is in between on the album. I say, yeah, right. Have you just seen it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, expecting that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it suffers because of where it is on the album. Because I don't listen to this thinking like, oh, this is good, but it has just followed wintering. Do you know what I mean? I just think it's. Mm. I just don't get what it is. It's a bit. It's all a bit and nothing for me. I like the. I, I do like the verses. To be fair, I think the verses are. I, they're not like massively clever, but I think the. They're nice to listen to. There you go. That's your analysis. Mm. They they are nice to listen to, um. But yeah, that 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 chorus it really surprises me. That was, but there's. The stuff in the music that I do really like, like, like towards the end, like that little shuffly drum beat that comes in, like I wasn't expecting that. That's that's nice. Um, the bass line, like if you really hone in on that, and that's really good. Um, you know what? I reckon it's probably harder to intentionally write a song like this. I feel like you could probably do with this by accident, but to intentionally write a song that's not so interesting, it would break you away from another activity. To me, this is like proper nice sort of um, meal music that you just yeah. have in the background. Like yeah. it's just you can, you know, it's chilled, inoffensive, just nice music. Yeah, which is something that you they... don't want to be. Uh, it's not them, though, is it? Like, no, it's chill not. background music isn't them. No. Um, which is what's weird for me for this one. Like, I don't know with this. Like, it's, it's. It, I mean, there's a few songs that I don't listen to by this band. Like, she lays down famously, and got called out, I think, by someone uh, specifically for being quite harsh against that one. Um, that's not one that I'd listen to. Like, there's a few, like, yeah, I just don't, I just don't think this is their quality that we're used to from honestly. But I think there's production elements, there's like performance elements, like with the instruments, like Ross's the bassline in this is brilliant. It sounds great. Um, mm. Every now and then we get a song where like Ross's stuff really stands out, and they, I think this is one of them. Um, but as overall as a song, I just, I'm just not asked. No, I agree. Um, but yeah, I can't quite put my finger on what it is. It's just, mm. it just never, it never really seems to get going, does it? No, it doesn't. You don't know what you're building to. Um, well, you're not really building towards anything. Which is funny because some of the some of the stuff on this album I genuinely think is some of the best they've ever done. Um, part of the band, oh my god, watch you. Um, shall we have a brief intermission and get onto lyrics? Yes. Don't you know that I'm a human too? Right, so we'll get into lyrics in that case. Um, which another one of those where I don't think there's gonna be much dissecting. 
of, of what's going on here. So there's like one line in particular that's further on in the song. Um, the I'm looking at my phone this time, so let's have a look at the blurb. Um, it has been described as an R&B bloodletting in which Healy lays his frailties bare. And Pitchfork stated that the song features one of his most affecting vocal performances to date. Do I agree with that? No, I don't. I don't. Affecting? No. It depends what you mean, like, exactly affecting vocal performance means, because I don't... I think he's given better vocal performances. Like, it's, you know, it's very... It's quite soft, this one, which is maybe a bit more, like, technically, Mm. it might be, like, better. It might be, like... Yeah, technically singing a bit better on this one. But when I think of vocal performances, like, love it if we made it. I think the yeah. the, the delivery of that, to me, is way more like impressive. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. It fires you up, doesn't it? It makes you yeah. want to listen. Oh, like stuff where he's like, you know, displaying way more like character in his, you know, in the vocal delivery than, than this to me. Mm. Um Sincerity scary is a, that's a, a, okay. That that's a brilliant vocal delivery. I think um, the song includes themes of weakness, frailty, and fragility. This follows the same theme as such as the band's previous songs as frail state of mind, sincerity, scary, and be my mistake. Um, right, let's go through verse one. Considering me looking through you, thinking it was something I used to do. I thought I'd done anger. I thought I'd done shame, but I've always been the same. Good, good line, but uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm failing my uh, GTSE English right now, but I just don't really feel as much to dissect as you've kind of already said. I don't, and I, I just, there's no, <laughs> the, the idea of what the song is, it, That's a so that that first verse to me. That's almost like the setup line for them to say something more interesting, which doesn't come. Um, yeah, because then, then it goes to the chorus. The don't you know that I'm human too? You know that you're a human too, and darling, that's what humans do. So tell me, you're a human. Like, I yeah, I, I just feel I, like there's a, a lack of depth to it. Yeah, I get that. I get what the song is trying to come across. The whole like people make mistakes, the fragility, like the you know the description mentioned. Mm-hmm. I understand that, and then like not pinning people by the mistakes, you know what they did. But I just think it's a bit cliche. Like, I think, yeah, that... like the monosyllabic rhymes. You do shame. Same. Yeah. It's a bit primary school, isn't it? Verse two, however, this is much more in line with what I think. This, this, you know, this, this is more classic Matty lyricism. I'm sorry about the bomb thing that's overdue, and I'm sorry that I quite like seeing myself on the news, and I'm sorry that I'm someone that I wish I could change. Um, so sorry about the bomb thing comes in a long line of things that people are upset about on the internet that Matty has done. <laughs> uh, but 
um, Matty brings up the Bond thing, most likely referencing the uh, reference in the music video for the People song that was posted on YouTube. The video features Matty detonating a fake suicide vest that then explodes into Facebook and Instagram likes. Come on. Like, come on. Is that bad? No. Well, I don't think so. I think it's fairly obvious what that's trying to say. Like, yeah. Um, Mai has since apologized and said that he does not condone the violence, nor does he wish that to add insult to injury. Of course, he doesn't. Of course, like, what do people think that he's putting that in a music video and therefore he condones violence because it's obviously a metaphor? Oh my god. Um, I reckon we'll find out that um, ISIS have been using it as part of the uh, part of their uh, propaganda. <laughs> we'll sit there and be like, right, lads. There's this band called the 1975, right? <laughs> um, Imagine, this... though, you know that that tweet that Martin Hess' dad tweeted. No. So if you click on, you know, if you clicked on the annotation on Genius. Yeah. So it says, doesn't it, the 1975, Matt Healy, what the hell were you thinking of releasing a music video where you carry a suicide vest and blow yourself up? You're from oh, Manchester. Sorry. Yeah, 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 I've got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, Imagine, not that it would, because it had just been a terrible taste, but if you just replied with the correct spelling of Healy. <laughs> Um, he was criticised online for wearing the suicide vest in the music video as the two year anniversary of the Manchester bombing that killed 20 people had just passed that is not true this song came out in August and the um, I think it was April was it yeah that is simply not true it's such a reach come on like I don't even care like that is such a reach it's not alright yeah You know what, right? I know it's easy to say this after the event, but I after the night that the, the arena bomb happened, I could just feel something in the air. Like I know it sounds cheesy, but I felt like something had happened before I heard the news. You get what I mean? No, really. It was just something about that night. Yeah, like I felt like I couldn't really sleep very well. I was I'd gone to bed. I remember. Gemma was fanning about doing the shit that women do, you know, like where they clean the face and stuff, moisturise. <laughs> they have a wash. Yeah. I just couldn't relax and be like, be ready for bed. Well? Yeah. Did you feel a great disturbance in the force? I think I did. You know what? It was, yeah, I felt a great disturbance in the force. Interesting. Yeah. Um, This line... Though, for me, this this is way more in line with what, and I know like maybe maybe it's hard for it like might have to be switched on all the time in terms of writing every because his his standard of lyrics is so high, like maybe mm. it's hard to do that consistently throughout every song that he does. But sorry about the bomb thing, the casual delivery of the same like, I quite like seeing myself on the news. He's like, you know, he's a bit of ego there, like. Yeah, and like, and then he like, you know, being genuinely apologizing for like, you know, that's a flaw with me, all in the same line, which is way better 
and way more in line with the sort of stuff that he does. But I've always been the same after it. Like, and it's true. Like that's that core the, the lines in those chorus to me are like a lot better. Um Yeah. That's basically Particularly with that as well. Like, I don't know. You, you could break this down quite quickly, but with the line of work that his mum and dad do, actors, it's kind of like he's been brought up to be an attention seeker. I'm not saying just because you're an actor, you're an attention seeker, and you literally want to be, sorry, you metaphorically want to be centre stage when you're not actually physically centre stage. But I think it's just that sort of thing. You know, you're... Actors aren't shy. I know they can be in some respect, but if your desire for your work is you want a camera pointing at you or you want to be on stage, you're not shy. It's obviously rubbed off on him. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably final thoughts time, um, just because the, the there's no more unique lyrics to go through, essentially. Um, though I think we've summed up summarize the thoughts already i think i just don't think there's a lot there with this one songwriting wise i think the production elements and the instrumentation and the performance part of it can only raise it so much uh in terms of something that i'm listening to like i think i like when i was sat down today like doing the headphones listen i was like oh, i'm enjoying this but there's only times you can sit there and enjoy the elements of the music before there has to be a song there and i think mm. the, the 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 song writing both the lyrics and the actual song composition isn't mega strong is it that the idea just doesn't work for me maybe is it that maybe too many songwriters have contributed and there's something that's kind of like less than the sum of its parts but there's just something about this one that's not connecting with me, though. Shout at Ross because uh, the baseline is great. Yeah, I feel like the chorus just brings it down a unfair amount. Lyrically, we've already said not much going on, but you can. I think you can kind of forgive that if the chorus hits, but it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a bit anticlimactic, but music fantastic. I particularly really enjoy the organ that just comes in quite low in the mix, but nice. Um, yeah, that's the but the standard of production they have is always going to have like you know. Then comparatively, does that mean that this? Is this any better than actual production on other songs on the album? Probably not. It's just that I think when the song is like slower and it's like like this, there is more space for the instruments to kind of like flourish, like they do in certain places. Mm. But mate, I don't think necessarily. I love the production on Winter, and and I don't know if that's which is better or not better or worse. Not that it's comparable, but like, is this a step above just because it's more noticeable because there's less going on in the actual song there you go we're deep thinkers that's it and what is liking something (laughs) 
That's a fair question. What is liking something? Uh, why is this appealing to me? <laughs> <laughs> why does this release the chemicals that tell me good? <laughs> good chemicals. <laughs> yeah. Um. Right, that's the end of the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us again on the 975 pod and Twitter and Instagram. Email us at positiveplayatpod at gmail.com if you want to. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram is Josh William without the vowels. My Twitter and Instagram is at junior, but it's not spelled in the traditional manner. You won't find this spelling in the Oxford English Dictionary. It is spelled J-E-W-K-N-W-E-O-R. And it's Juliet, Echo, Whiskey, Kilo, November, Echo, Echo, Oscar, Romeo. Or if you'd like that broken down into its phonics, which would be a harder way to learn how to spell it, it would be Jew, a follower of the Jewish religion, knee, like the bend in your leg, finally, or, as in either or. Lovely. The classic. The classic. The yeah. classic One delivery. Classic. Um... Next week, we have a guest. Do we? Yes. Goodness me. Yes, we do. Things Stars have aligned, and we have a guest next week. Um, providing... Is it your mum? It is not my mum. Yeah. Um, yes, we have a guest. So we are doing About You, the epic, the sequel to Robbers, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we have a guest so get excited we finally done it we finally had some kind of you know schedules line up <laughs> um, yes. thanks everyone for listening to the show we uh, maybe by the time the, oh no I was going to say that the 1975 are playing in Manchester on the 20th of January um, so it wouldn't be the next show it would be the show after where I haven't got a ticket yet but hopefully I'm going to get one and go and see him. Um, that's not the Gorilla gig, is it? It's not the Gorilla gig, no. That's in February. Um, yeah, I think it's isn't it? beginning of Feb, I think, isn't it? Yeah. So thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next week. On the flip side.